Hi, all. Thank you for listening to Next Amplify, a podcast aimed at amplifying the voices of fellow Next Ampers by digging into their roles, contributions, and what makes them shine. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Mary Schaefer, Assistant Project Manager for Pre-Deployment. Mary is truly Nexam's own Miss Congeniality, or as she'd and I'd probably prefer it, our very own Taylor, Taylor Swift. Mary has held many roles at her in her five years at Nexamp, and undoubtedly one of her greatest strengths and contributions to each of these roles is her ability to bring people together. Mary puts herself out there in a way that draws others in, and I think that comes across in our conversation and in the many Nexamp activities and initiatives that Mary takes part in. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Thanks for joining me, Mary. Would you mind introducing yourself to everyone and telling us a little bit about your role at Nextamp and what you do, who you interact with, what your responsibilities are? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'm Mary Schaefer. I'm going on about five years with the company as a whole. My current job is assistant project manager of pre-deployment. So I work for Jose Sucre, who has been like the most amazing boss ever. <laughs> he kind of like plucked me from construction ops when I moved over to that side of the company. Um, and yeah, I kind of, it's assistant project manager. So the idea is that we will have um, project managers for each region, but it's such a new team. Jose pretty much just created this team in the beginning of the year, like January. Um, so what I do right now is just a lot of creating processes or improving processes we have in place. Um, and then we'll be hiring pretty soon for kind of more more of my adjacent roles and whatnot. I was um, going to say, are there other assistant PMs? Are you the only one? I'm the only one right now. No. <laughs> no. I'm just kind of doing it all right now. I'm just kind of working with Jose, doing a lot of just honestly kind of random. I'm kind of the CED, like, who can do this job? Mary. So I do God. stuff like I know, but I kind of love it. It it That's it works good. really well for me and, and how I like to work and just kind of have little smaller projects and whatnot. Like one of them is like just like Chris Perrin has me doing our quarter or monthly, sorry, monthly e-newsletter. And just I'm good at kind of connecting with everyone that needs to be part of it and putting it all together. So one of those kind yeah, of like little cool. projects. Yeah. Out yeah. of my like main job description. But yeah, it's been an awesome role of a of been in it for less than a year still, but yeah, um, very happy. Congrats on that promotion, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> what would you good. say, who are like the main teams that you interact with on a regular basis in your role? Oh my gosh, it's so many. So it's basically anyone who has a hand in kind of like the early stages of project before it mobilizes for construction. Okay. So, you know, from business development and channel to supply chain, grit, actual deployment, construction, the estimators, project finance, definitely I've gotten a lot <laughs> of a lot closer with project finance and, yeah. and estimators. I'm working a lot with numbers and spreadsheets more than I thought I would in my job, <laughs> in my career, but it's it's going super well. So I think that's what, what Jose actually saw in my kind of skill set is mm -hmm. the ability to work with so many different teams and stakeholders and just kind of like grab answers from as many people as possible. Yeah. Uh, so that's it's definitely nice. I definitely think that's a huge part of the Nexamp culture is this ability to communicate and interact sort of like multi-team cross-functional communication. And one thing I've talked to some other colleagues about is 
you kind of gain that experience as you spend time at Nexamp. But I wish there 100%. was some way to almost make it an onboarding. You can't know everybody as soon right. as you start, of course. But I guess I'd be curious to know what what have been some of your strategies, having been here five years, in getting to know people on different teams and in different silos. Yeah. So when I first started um, on the inside sales team, um, that was a little bit part of our, you know, kind of unstructured onboarding process was we did have kind of 30 minute meetings with a few different team members. And, you know, this was over four years ago. So everything was much smaller. There was only so many people on BD versus customer support versus, you know, different kind of areas. Um, But so I did kind of, you know, meet, but that's, you know, within the first two weeks, which is amazing, but also you're not really retaining a ton. Um, It was super nice though, to at least kind of like have those names and faces across the company. So that really is a good start that, um, you know, I was able to get some of that on the kind of onboarding process. Um, what is my other shot? I, I mean, I've been so involved with events and culture of the company. Yeah. That's just something that I love in general and totally fair if that's not something that everyone loves, but, um, you know, I've, I've always kind of, you know, as soon as there's a new office manager, I make sure that I introduce myself to them. Uh, I want to be a resource for the office managers since I'm in a lot. I know a lot of people, uh, but that's also how I started getting to know people. Um, you no, know, that's I was just good kind advice. of included. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kind of, that's a nice first place to start because the office manager has to learn everyone. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've had a few, at least since I've been here exactly. anyways. So it oh, is totally. nice. And, you know, that that role is so hard. I mean, there's so much that we ask of our office manager. So I do think right. it's nice to just reach out and say, like, you know, I'm sure you'll get a lot of requests, but also this is who I am. And if you need help, like, totally. reach out. Exactly. Like, I'm here. Uh, this is where I sit, you know. Let, let yeah. Me know. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. you, alluded, you alluded a little bit to this, but I had told you before starting that I really wanted to hear about your different roles. So tell me about your history at Nexamp and how you've changed roles and what the processes were for each of those. Sure. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I'll start with, you know, like getting my job at Nexamp even. Yeah. So um, I went to Gettysburg College for environmental studies had a business minor under my belt, but, you know, I I knew I kind of wanted to be in some sort of environmental realm. Um, I focused in GIS and policy. Um, So it was a science-based major, but I kind of knew that I didn't really want to be, you know, in a lab or in the trees. So I was looking to work with people. Um, And yeah, just luckily found um, kind of an inside sales role at Nexamp and thought that that was honestly the perfect kind of foot in the door to this renewable industry. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't know anything about community solar, but started on the inside sales team. I was like, the first or second hire on the oh what we kind of know now as the inside sales team, yeah, yeah. on community or, or with C with CS now it's like CX because it's like everyone uh, on the okay. customer facing end. But um, yeah. Anyway, so I was on inside sales. Um, kind of watched that team grow from you know four of us to like fifteen of us, I guess. Yeah. Um, and. On the inside sales team, um, you know, they, we were building the team from the ground up. So, you know, I kind of wore uh, all the hats that you could on that team. I kind of learned every market, um, you know, could, was able to help customer support or loyalty. 
Um, and I, I was really kind of looking for maybe like moving up on the managerial track or whatnot. Sure. Um, but there was, so I kind of started that by getting the, um, senior, um, inside sales role, which was nice. And just kind of, I kind of became the person that people came to. I started running the Maryland market and stuff like okay. that. Um, but kind of found that, you know, it's sales. So upward movement is a little bit hard in any sales position. Yeah. Um, and I, I wasn't really getting the kind of manager track as fast as I wanted. So I was just kind of looking for options, but I also love the inside sales team in general. We were all kind of very close. Yeah, it seems that way. Um, <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. Still some of like the, the best friends that I have, honestly, in Boston. Yeah. Um, but so I was just kind of keeping my eyes out. And then I joined the mentor program at the Women in NextAmp um, group, and I was connected with Jackie Black, who is manager of construction operations. Um, and it wasn't really a goal to like change my position or anything, but career right. development in general was a goal. Okay. Yeah. And Jackie and I just hit it off in general. She's like amazing. we're just <laughs> exactly just kind Jeez. of turned it into a piece in the pod. We really, she, yeah, she was very attentive to everything I had to say and, and my goals. And we just kind of had lunch meetings and coffee chats and um, she really listened to me and was like, and I could tell that she was looking looking to help. And when she came, she's like, I, I don't want to like, look like I'm trying to steal you, but <laughs> my team is hiring and it sounds like your skill set, you know, just kind of being able to, you know, knowing so many people at the company, being able to interact with so many stakeholders, that's exactly kind of what our coordinators do. Um, And I really, yeah, I just saw that as an awesome opportunity. So I applied, I I talked to, you know, my direct managers on the sales team and they were super supportive. Um, Yeah, I, exactly. Just no, nothing was really holding me back. So I was like, why not just make a lateral move? Like not too much difference pay wise and all that. It was mm-hmm. um, just a, just see a new part of the company. Um, so I kind of gave up that like upward movement to just open, expand my horizons a little bit more. And um, when you say and, you ap- applied, did uh-huh. you go through greenhouse yes. or how did you do it? Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> I think that there's like an internal, I know I'm like, have to think about it. <laughs> um, yes, I did. I, there's like an internal application, yes. I believe, as, as opposed yeah. to an external one. Yeah. Um, and you know, it helped that my mentor was one of the hiring managers, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I, always, I tried to talk to Megan about this when I spoke with her as well, because she's changed roles a few times and it sounds like hers were more, well, she went capital markets to project finance, which are very much mm-hmm. aligned. And that was yeah. just sort of like an organic shift. But I think that yeah. something, and this may be something that people are super aware of, and I'm just wasn't until I did my own hiring, but we do have that greenhouse platform and it's really valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, if you oh, are totally. looking to check out another part of the company or you have interests, people should go on there and browse and see what yeah. they like. Um, see what's out there. Yeah. I yeah. would do that here and there and just nothing really like jumped out. Like yeah. it, it kind of took someone saying this might be a good role for you for me to be like oh maybe (laughs) but yeah I agree it's it's a great um I was also kind of you know browsing as I could so I recommend that too for sure yeah um 
there was also we were hiring for like the office culture experience role as well and um I actually felt very honored that Zad himself had reached out to me about it. he's like have you considered this I was like I have <laughs> like don't worry I do love the culture of the company I have considered it um it's just not I I wasn't you know I I was just looking for something that I wanted to learn a ton more on sure. and kind of created more of that movement. And I kind of feel like I was already so involved. It wasn't like, it didn't need to be my whole career, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, That's yeah, a different but... skill set entirely, I think. And like you yeah. said, a different experience exactly. entirely. So. Exactly. And I'm still kind of there helping out the experience manager. You know? It's like, yeah. I, I get the best of both worlds in that way. Great. And <laughs> yeah, so then you're, so... you, when did you start that on Jackie's team? on Jackie's team I started so that one was about a year ago like the end of June yeah yeah I know quick kind of quick moving since then so I mean well so I said yeah I kind of wanted to make that lateral move and just expand my horizons instead of that upward movement kind of but you know what I have found is that you know it I expanded my horizons and also opened up a little bit more of that upward movement too so I really found I loved everyone on Jackie's team, worked really well with them. And um, then when Jose was actually, you know, at the end of the year was creating this new team, he, you know, came directly to me and was like, you know, I'm, I'm able to take a coordinator with me. I, you know, I've been impressed with, you know, the work that you've done on this team coming in, kind of already starting some process improvements and whatnot. And I think it'll kind of shake the team the least too, um, to move you over with me. And I was like, that sounds wonderful. Let's go. <laughs> Let's take this ride together. <laughs> That's great. I mean, it's a huge compliment too, right? That pe- you're known enough that people are willing to approach you within the company. They see you as an asset to their teams. Um, and I, I don't know, what would you attribute that to? Do you think it's your involvement and in just getting to know people and really putting yourself out there? Or are there other skills that it, people listening might think to like, I'll build on those and maybe the same could happen for right. me? Yeah, that's totally fair. I mean, honestly, my, I've uh, something I have struggled with in general is just saying no to things that are, all, you know, <laughs> so I've, it's kind of one of those like kind of give and take, you know, like don't necessarily just say yes to every single thing because you could get overwhelmed. <laughs> but honestly, that's kind of what I attribute it to is just like being like a yes woman yeah. kind of way. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely just when an opportunity comes up, I'm like, yes, let's try it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, um, if someone needs me to fill in for them in certain way that I, you know, haven't done, I, I want to try it. Um, sort of ideas kind of don't be afraid to like dip your toes in the water and say yes to certain opportunities, even if yeah. it's not like, if, even if it's outside of your comfort zone. That is great um, advice. Yeah, totally. Boundaries <laughs> and, are great. No is good, but I agree right. with that. <laughs> so I'm definitely learning that there are places I can say no. <laughs> but, yeah, but that's definitely. good to hear, especially I feel like for people just starting out and when you're not entirely sure where you want to be. You know, it's good to say right. yes. It's good to try oh, things. Exactly. And it's nice to hear that, you know, Nextamp is a place where you can do that. And that you have those opportunities totally. because That's what I felt. I'm not sure every organization is that way. So, right. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. That's, you know, what I've always loved about NextAmp the most is the people and um, just, yeah, the comfort levels I've definitely experienced kind of growing with NextAmp. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about uh, if you noticed, I am imagining, obviously I don't have the experience, but that there was a dynamic shift or like a 
I'm I'm honestly just thinking a gender shift when you change from sales over to construction. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a fairly male dominated team. Yeah, I think. Totally. Okay. <laughs> totally. So, I how mean... was that for you? <laughs> Honestly, it's funny because sales is traditionally pretty male dominated yeah. too, I mm-hmm. would say, but not necessarily at, at Nexamp. Um, so definitely, you know, Emily Hart was the manager at the time and really yeah. awesome. And um, so definitely had some some female leadership that leadership there. It helped coming over to the team and having kind of Jackie as that leadership role too, yeah. but definitely very male dominated. I would say it's not... I, you know, I'm someone who kind of welcomes that and like wants to be the girl that's like breaking boundaries in the male dominated yeah. field. And um, I actually kind of I, I come from uh, all, all female high school education oh. um, and, and they really kind of emphasized like when you go to college, like don't be afraid to speak up when there are men in the room, you know, all that. So yeah. I kind of like really drilled into my brain. So I think that really helped me going into a more male dominated field was like. Yeah, I definitely feel that a little bit, you know, when I'm literally in a meeting of 10 people and I am the only woman mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm like kind of running the meeting and, and it's, it's like, it's weird. It's a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I think the, the men at next are awesome and, and don't tend to be on the side where they're, you know, skating over you or anything. I haven't really felt that, yeah. but it's definitely kind of the slight hesitation sometimes. And you just kind of have to remind yourself, like, you know what you're doing. Um, you know, you called this meeting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so just kind of one of those things. Um, but I, I, you know, it's something I've noticed, but I haven't really felt like bogged down by if that. Makes yeah. Sense. I always say that it's something that sometimes is just like a general awareness that I don't know everybody else in the room might not feel this general awareness that you're feeling if you're one of the only women. (laughs) And I'm sure other people feel that way for other reasons. I don't Um, think the men even notice. They're not like, oh, Mary's the only woman on this call. But of course, I'm I'm clocking it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And we talked a little bit about, um, you know, male allyship before we started our conversation. It's funny because I throw around terms like that. And if you have spent time in the women's group or just, you know, if you're more familiar with those types of issues, you know what we're talking about. But, you know, would you say that you've been able to find some male allyship here at Nexamp? And could you explain what, if people are listening and they're like, what is a male ally? Mm-hmm. What we mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I find that like super important, like as a self-proclaimed feminist, like, you know, it's first of all, breaking the boundaries of saying, you know, being a feminist is not hating men, you know, yeah. it's just asking for what we were never, the privileges that we were never provided before to be mm-hmm. on an even playing field with right. our male counterparts. Right. And so, um, it's also like, it is, it makes male allies that much more important. You know, you yes. need those men that are accepting you into their space and not fighting you on it and not yes. threatened by the fact that you're entering their space. Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, I, I think that the male allies are not, not more important, but just so important Yes, <laughs> because it is traditionally for, you know, we don't want it to be, but it has been their space. And so they yeah. need not invite us in, but they, they, sometimes you need to feel that more comfort level. And so, um, I really have, I, yeah, I felt very welcome, honestly, on the sales team, um, Alan Tellio, when he was our VP, like he was honestly probably my first mentor at Nexamp. Um, like he, he just like made 
it's so open, like made, made it very clear um, that he was there for us. You know, he's like, I want you guys to get paid. I want you to be selling the most. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's just the space. And, you know, even just like candidly, like I went through like a major breakup within my first year working at NextAmp and like Mm. Alan pulled me aside and was like, let's go on a walk. I've heard something's going on. And like, we just went on a walk, talked about breakups and, you know, it was just like this, this great kind of mentor, male in my life you know at work that like made that a safe space and like emotions were okay and like if my numbers went down a little bit at this point it was okay we're gonna get it back and that that was huge 100% like if I didn't have that it would have been a really hard time so that's so nice to hear I I've also seen that at next camp whether I think some of the men I've worked with think of themselves that way I don't know but you know it's important that they're even willing to acknowledge or recognize certain things in a group and say, oh, hey, you know, you're here, you're welcome, like speak up, your voice is just as important. Just those small things can sometimes just make a world of difference. So exactly. Yeah. I never felt like he wasn't listening to what I had to say or, you know, like I, yeah, my voice wasn't important. Exactly. So definitely a first kind of intro to like kind of male allyship there. And, you know, I have only amazing things to say about Jose as my manager now. So I would consider him just as much an ally, even though he doesn't like Taylor Swift. We'll get past that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have a question for you about Taylor in here. I did my research. I I love it. Um, I'm afraid to tell me. (laughs) Okay. Switching gears a little bit. Um, uh, you mentioned you went to Gettysburg. You're from Maryland originally. Yep. Um, it sounds like maybe personal things brought you to Boston. I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and I made sure I had the job, but it was, um, yeah, the boyfriend at the time was why I was looking in Boston. So my question <laughs> for you is going to be, you know, have you always known that you wanted to get into, well, it sounds like, you know, some sort of a climate, um, either I saw you interned with the Sierra Club, you studied environmental mm-hmm. studies. So did you have an idea of what you wanted to do in this space? Or were you just like, I just want to work with, you know, climate change and fighting climate change? And Oh, yeah, um, that kind of that latter point hits the nail on the head. I was definitely not sure exactly yeah. what I wanted. I, you know, I feel like I, I had a great education under my belt. I really uh, and I enjoyed all aspects of it, the science part, you know, um, collecting data, um, policy part, you know, doing um, analyses through G- GIS, geographic information systems. So there's a lot of experience and knowledge that I had under my belt. And and I definitely knew kind of like I later to like, I just I wanted to work with people. I didn't want to work, you know, in yeah. those science based kind of aspects of, of environmentalism. And um, yeah, I've always like activism. Yeah, one of my... Um, one of my, I guess, internships, I don't even know if you can call it that, but uh, in college in the summer was was being a canvasser, knocking on doors to ban fracking in the state of Maryland. So, mm. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> that must have been an experience. I don't know if I oh, it was wild. Door stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I don't recommend it for everyone, but it builds character for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it was hard. Um, definitely, definitely hard. Um, but yeah, so kind of that activism that experience for sure. And, and working with people, you know, it's something I knew I was good at. Um, so that's just kind of what I was looking at. I was looking at 
you know, of course, consulting comes up when you're Googling mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's like, how do you become an, a consultant with five years of experience or something? So yeah. <laughs> sales, honestly, really became an easy one for me to start applying to sales roles. Um, yeah. I really, I, I found some, you know, I even applied outside of the environmental space, but I'm, I'm very happy that I, I found a renewable energy company, but it was just kind of, I, I do feel like it was really, really good timing and luck that I found the next AMP job for sure. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your experience at Gettysburg College, your major of environmental mm-hmm. studies. Would you say that that was helpful to what you're doing now? Any classes in particular that you thought were good for people to try yeah. if they're interested? Fair. I'm, I mean, I guess the most applicable one, especially my current position, um, is was my just energy kind of blanket energy policy a little bit um, based class. Um, So, I mean, that one was huge. It just, you know, we went through every sort of type of energy source and um, kind Mm. of by the end, one of the things that we had to do was decide, you know, in the clean energy transition, like what is the best way and like you know people talk about natural gas is like the Mm. bridge Mm, and the bridge you know is Mm. that truly the bridge and you know i i you know maybe controversially am kind of on the nuclear end but you know like um for that for that idea the bridge idea um but yeah kind of like you know i was developing those ideas through that class and i thought that that was um that was that's really helpful for Arena having oh. a little bit of that background. That foundational <laughs> base sure. energy. Uh, I remember <laughs> when I started at my last job. Um, you know, I was coming out of I'd never done anything in energy, and it was like it took me right. a year just to. I felt like I was learning another language. I was like, right, what are these acronyms? What are people talking about? I don't know. I don't know if I missed a infrastructure course I should have taken somewhere <laughs> along the line. Right. Totally. But I definitely think if people are interested in renewables, that is great advice. Find something yeah. to teach you about our energy infrastructure, yeah. what we At use, least, yeah, what learn we rely about on. Something, have some sort of knowledge of how we're using electricity in our daily yeah. life. Absolutely. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. And it was just like the idea. I remember in that class, like we watched a documentary about folks that were just really um, opposed to the idea of a smart meter where, you know, you're just sending how much you use so we can actually accurately send you the correct amount day by day. And I was just like mind blown. I was and just like, even just in that documentary, just learning about the right. grid and how outdated it was and that I we're know. not already sending our energy data to the grid and people who power us. Like, yeah, that was eye opening. Yeah, that's great so. advice. Anybody listening, if you don't work at Nexamp and you're wondering if you're curious, take an energy course. Right. Take an Just, learn about course. The grid. Just search yeah. the grid. Google it. Yeah. Google it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. People don't know enough for sure. Um, yeah, that's the most if we're circling kind of back to the original question, that's that's probably the the most I'm I'm using in my career. I, mm. I I would say everything else that I've learned is more just kind of motivating factors. You know mm. that it's, it's why I chose a mission. Or I'm very glad that I found a mission based company, yeah. um, where kind of everyone's on the same page and is really kind of you know day to day our work isn't like the most exciting thing in the world, but we're all motivated by the fact that we are part of the you know climate change fight. So yeah. Um, yeah, what would 100%. you say? What would you say was your inspiration for that? Was it something you learned about when you were young, or you've you know? 
funny. I mean, like a lot of people going into college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And Same. I had so many interests. Again, like kind of knew I liked work, like working with people. And, you know, I was in, interested in history. I was interested in English and literature. Yeah. But I... I'd always kind of had a little bit more analytical kind of way of thinking. And I was always the tree hugger of the family, you know, the animal lover, the tree hugger, you know, I've come from a pretty conservative family too. And, you know, so that's why I was like the tree hugger. Are you still that person yeah, in your family? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I would say we we've evolved here and there, but I'm definitely that person still. That's <laughs> very supportive hear. family members too. So yeah. that we have the Maryland projects and I would say a uh, conservative family member immediately subscribed. So oh, very, awesome. very nice. Exciting. Yeah. One thing that I want to make sure I ask um, everybody who I'm speaking with on the podcast and part of the reason like I wanted to start it was I want to make a space for people to be able to share what they think are some of their biggest contributions or what they're the most proud of, whether it's like at Nexamp. I mean, for you, you've been here for five years and I'm it, it sounds like you've made many contributions to both the culture and the roles that you've been in, but just something that you're proud of in your career experience, yeah. your educational experience. Yeah, that's, honestly, yeah, that's a good question. I definitely, um, it's a hard thought question. and like didn't want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Let's see, what am I most proud of? I mean, honestly, I I don't want to like beat a dead horse, but I, I think it is just kind of, you know, what people have seen in me and and recognized, and and I'm really grateful for it and. Um, just kind of the connections that I've been able to build across the company. Um, I, I really value all of the different working relationships that I have and, and also just like pure friendships that I've gotten out of mm-hmm. the company. Um, and I, and I would like to think that that's a contribution in, in how I am able to just execute my work on a daily basis and, and bring a little bit of, um, I think lightness to the work day, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I've, yeah, I've completed a bunch of projects and processes and stuff, but I would definitely say, you know, like the one I'm working on now is this monday.com tracker. We're calling it yeah. pathway and kind of, um, I think it's, I'm, I'm pretty proud of that for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I would say, yeah, overall, just proud of the the connections that I've been able to build and, no. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> extremely valuable, and honestly, it's a skill that's hard to build and exercise. But I just I agree that I think the more people that you find that are willing to be vulnerable and open and communicate, the better yeah. a company functions when exactly. people are talking and communicating and right. transparently sharing information that benefits different areas Precisely, of the yeah. company. And so. that's what this Monday.com tracker that I'm building is part of too, just like creating better communication because there's so many teams that we work with. So yes. just kind of like really speaks to the my skill set and the connections that I've been able to make. And, you know, that's, that's something that... Um, you know, it was exciting to be able to be part of that sort of process improvement and something that I already pride myself on. Yeah. The communication piece, for sure. That's awesome. And you should. Switching gears also away from like the Nexamp specific work stuff. What are mm-hmm. some of your interests, hobbies, or causes that are closer to your heart that you want people to know about? 
besides Taylor Swift. Yeah. Or you could talk about Taylor Swift. <laughs> <if you wanna. laughs> well, we can start with that. We know Taylor Swift, our Lord and my, my Lord and Savior, excuse me, not everyone, but <laughs> she for sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, outside of uh, Taylor, of course, um, that's, yeah, I, I love yoga. I'm actually um, slowly uh, on a, through an online system working on getting my instructor um, oh, certification awesome. for yoga. Yeah. So that's a good one. Um, definitely kind of a good mind body, um, experience the way to even just like we, meditate if you don't need it as a workout. So we have so many yogis. I just uh, spoke with Satoko and she's an instructor as well. And I was like, Ooh, Oh, no way. And so is Suzanne on my team. Yeah. I love that. Wow. So yeah. Yogis. I didn't know many instructors. I know there's definitely yeah, yo people interested, but that's exciting. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Cool. Yeah. So that's definitely a big one. Um, definitely my favorite way to get any exercise other than I, I love a hike, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that that's something that I do like all the time. I'm not always organizing hikes, but <laughs> another, I, I like, I like the outdoors. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. Uh, reading for sure. I kind of go in and out of reading kicks, but I, I love, um, fantasy worlds kind of losing myself in a cool. in fiction <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Mu I mean, definitely music as a whole. I would say I'm I'm a pretty big concert going goer, festival goer. Um, I COVID love. must have been hard. Oh my gosh, yes. I miss live <laughs> music a lot through COVID. Totally, yes. Yeah. I was. I kind of started the live music. It's. I feel like in a different way. I started as like a festival goer just because okay. I wanted the like camping and friend experience. Okay. And then it really just got me into the the whole world of live music and smaller concerts, intimate venues and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I really kind of went headfirst into it as soon as, you know, restrictions were up and we were vaccinated and stuff. I, it, I can't even tell you how many concerts I went to and then like 2021 or end of 2021, whenever that was. <laughs> Do you have a favorite um, venue slash concert festival? I see. So the festival I've been to the most is Firefly in Delaware. So okay. love that one. It's where I discovered my favorite band, Glass Animals. They're okay. much bigger now. So yeah, you might have heard of them. I've heard of them. Um, yes. So I, I love Glass Animals. So I, I have, it's close to my heart kind of discovering at that festival. Um, but I would say my favorite concert venue in Boston is the Sinclair in Cambridge. Okay. Because it's, tiny it's yeah. really intimate and I just think that's like the best way to experience an artist yeah, um that's fun. is that smaller setting yeah. um yeah if you're lucky enough I know that I actually missed um glass animals when they were much smaller at, at the Sinclair and I'm like uh so sad. Yeah. Yeah. they probably sell out places now they're like we're too exactly for that. Yeah. exactly <laughs> but definitely kind of like that more I like the bigger ones I mean Boston is a very good music scene I would say we have a lot of really awesome venues oh, around so um lots of good big ones too but um smaller ones of my heart <laughs> okay are you up for some rapid fire yes go for it Okay, the first one is, I see you're a T-Swift fan. So what is your favorite album or song? And did you get to see her on the Eras tour? Yeah, I did. You I did? went to the Friday Gillette. Oh, my God. So not the, was rain it? Show. Not the rain show. It was, <laughs> yeah, uh. it was a spiritual experience for sure. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it was wild. Um, it was my first time ever seeing her live. I, yeah. I wanted to go see her in 2020 for the Lover Tour, but we know what happened in 2020, so couldn't do that. Um, so it was a it was an incredible concert to see her at live because it was all of her music, which was yeah. just amazing. So um, cool. She spoils us, and my favorite. It definitely switches, you know, depending on the time. Right now, my favorite album is the most recent one, Midnight's, um, and Midnight Rain is my favorite song. Okay. Um, I went to the Eras tour as the Reputation era, though, so I also love Reputation. Okay, I was going to ask you, Reputation. like, what you dress as. Yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's amazing. She really has spanned our lifetime, I think, like, it's and I'm speaking wild, like I'm your yeah. age and I'm not, but she's spanned <laughs> my lifetime. So it yeah, is. I mean, totally. She reaches so many different, um, you know, walks of life and, and stages in life. So, so yeah. talented. I mean, yeah, her lyrics people have are strong just... feelings about Taylor, but mine are good. So yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm always like, if someone's like, I just don't relate to her music. I'm like, wow. <laughs> that I'm jealous of you. <laughs> you must you've never had your heart broken. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. What's your favorite movie author or book? And I was I said Ooh. in this question over to you, but I know you're very active yeah. with the book club, right? I've seen yes. you guys right up there. I always try to get in and I am really ambitious and then I'm like, I didn't read that book. So oh, totally fair. Yeah. It's hard oh. for me to keep up because I do have my own like personal books that I want to read yeah. and get through and reading lists, but I do love the book club because it does yeah. get me to read some things that I, I never um, would have picked up before. Yeah. Um, so I would say, I mean, yeah, it's again, it's so hard for me to pick a favorite of like anything that yeah. I'm into, yeah. but um, for the next time book club, I would say that my favorite book we've read um, was Project Hail Mary, um, hmm. the same writer as The Martian, which oh. was a movie with Matt Damon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it was just a really well done space um, fiction novel or sci-fi novel. Cool. Um, Love that one. Really easy read. My, I mean, I'm you know a Harry Potter fiend. I, ah. you know, I love. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Hufflepuff. Very proud. Uh, <laughs> um, I think my favorite Harry Potter book is probably the third one, Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Um, yeah, just kind of, this one starts to get darker, so. <laughs> yes, it does, Very fun. right. I, it's <laughs> exactly. funny, I have the series here, as we probably, m- many of us do, um, but I've picked it uh-huh. up, like, over the years to go through again and again, and it's just yep. like, and now I have kids, my oldest will be yeah. five at the end of July, and he's starting to get into them. So another thing that's oh, so yay. cool that it spans lifetime, you know? Oh, 100%. Or, it's when we were so not well. younger. Yeah, oh, it's so, yeah. it's amazing. Okay, where's a favorite place you've traveled or somewhere you want to go? Ah, yes. That one, again, very hard. But let's see. Favorite place I've traveled. Um, I mean, I, I say I have favorite places for, like, different reasons, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, the most beautiful place I have ever been, and for now I think I ever will be, was Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Um, I went on kind of a little Europe trip with friends after graduating college, and that was cool just for pure beauty my favorite spot um what part yeah absolutely um not exactly Interlaken but around that area um I forget the actual little town's name but um land between two lakes so charming (laughs) very pretty like the mountains and everything is I agree adorable yeah Yeah. yep um 
I'm trying to think what else culture wise, um, Nicaragua. Mm. I went for like a, what we called an immersion project, um, in college and yeah, it was just, you know, an eye opening spot. Everyone was so sweet, so nice, um, you know, open arms and, uh, a really, really cool spot, a, a good culture spot for sure. Great. Okay, last one. What, and this I think was a, a good one specifically for you with all you're involved in, but what is a NextAmp activity you love that you'd tell other people to take part in? And I mean like either a group, an act, like a, like you did today, the um, mm-hmm. inner city weightlifting, like an yeah. event, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I just because it is so fresh this morning, I, I do mm-hmm. love the inner city weightlifting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, you know, it's something that we do for Juneteenth is supporting a, a black owned business. And it's just so cool. You know, the people that the trainers that we meet there um, just give us their whole backstory. And it's just like eye opening, really amazing. And you get a cool workout. So I think that yeah. that's just like a really awesome thing that Nexamp does and offers. Um I think what else that next amp does. It's funny because like the summer is really when we do so much of our things. So it's like really top of mind. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love the book club. Like we said, we've kind of already gone over that um, kind of like low pressure book club, yeah, I would say. Definitely. Um, and kind of, and definitely connecting with, you know, people across teams that I probably wouldn't connect with otherwise. Um, what else? What have we done? So many things. So many. Holding a blank. I mean, honestly, again, I'm not, it sounds like I exercise so much. I definitely don't exercise (laughs) that much, but um, I do love that we do the corporate challenge too. That's coming up this month. Yeah. Um, I'm not doing it this year, but I did run it the last two years. And again, I'm just not a runner, <laughs> but I, it was like, it's the only races that I've ever actually run. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it's something that got me moving. I think it's a cool thing. Uh, you know, another cool way to connect with other examples. Yeah. So, it's kind of nice. Usually one. afterwards, I did it last year too. And like you meet up afterwards and can hang out for a little bit, get to know some other ne- next campers. So that's a good one yeah. here. Yeah. And it's usually a nice night. Great. You know, yeah, exactly. Like you know, we hang yeah. out afterwards. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's just a good time. Summer's a good time to be an example. I agree. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mary, thank you so much. I have enjoyed all of these conversations for different reasons, but I just love getting to know people outside of just their roles. We're we're so busy when we're in our work days, answering emails, totally. answering questions like that have to do with Nexamp. So, I just appreciate you taking the time to share a little bit about yourself um, and to speak Absolutely. with me. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for, you know, inviting me into this. This has been really awesome. (laughs) 